Welcome back to another episode of Who Says, where we challenge the status quo and share our experiences in doing so. My name is Tatiana, and I'm here with the lovely Jennifer and Deanna. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. So today's topic, we are going to be diving into something that is a little, I don't know, nebulous. But I think in in talking about it earlier, we kind of hashed out what it could look like. So we're going to dive right in. Essentially, what we're going to be talking about today is the difference between happiness or the pursuit of happiness and truly being content. And the way that I look at being content is the intersection of where peace and joy meet. I'll say how I got to this point. This is, it's kind of a funny story. A couple weeks ago, I ended up having a mouse in my house and for those of you that don't know, I am not too keen on rodents in general. Um, I'm especially not keen on them when they are in my walls. And this is where this little, little mousy mouse decided to reside. He clawed his way and chewed his way through an electrical outlet that had just enough space for him to get through and chewed through and decided that my kitchen was his jam. The foods that I eat were the foods that he wants to eat. And one day I was sitting down minding my own business and I heard some noises that I thought were my fridge making ice. They were not. I go into my kitchen and little Mousy is uh, chilling on my pantry pantry shelf, just like nomsing all my stuff. I scream, I'm not ha- having it. I'm like, have a full freak out moment. My initial response is to call my dad, like fix it. <laughs> You know, like, take care of this for me. I am freaking out. And I had to collect myself because the last time this happened, I had a mouse crawl up through my drain in the bathtub. And when my brother came to take care of it for me, he just, (laughs) bless my brother, okay? God bless my brother. I'm just screaming at him for, like, two minutes straight, just screams. Poor guy. And he's like, I think he was, like, deaf in his ear afterwards. So I was like, I will give my dad a little bit of grace. Uh, and not scream in his ears, but I was absolutely terrified. My peace was disturbed in that moment. But I thought, okay, look, you know what? It's just a little mouse. It's not that big a deal. I am as big as I am. I can totally handle this. I can totally take care of this. And my dad's like, I'm busy right now. I'm taking care of some other things. We can get to it a little later. Are you going to be okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. Uh, the answer is no, I was not fine. <laughs> that was a lie. And What I realized is when he came over, you know, he helped me get some traps together. You know, we helped try and figure out where was the source of the food and all of that type of thing. But over time, over a couple of days, the traps were laid and they were still empty. uh, And I would still hear him clawing and chewing and in through the walls and just jumping over the traps. It really felt like a, a Tom and Jerry situation where like it's just like impossible to get the mouse and what I realized over these the, the couple of days was that my mental health was spiraling out of control. I don't know if it's because I have a phobia. I don't know if it's just I was fixating on this or what it looked. I don't even know. But what I'm clear on is that I was not okay in this space. It really disturbed my peace to know that there was this little creature rolling around in my food. And I didn't know if I was going to open a cabinet and he was going to be there or if I was going to move something and he was going to be there. And it really just disturbed my peace. And I love my peace. I still thought I could tough it out. I really thought I could like make it through. And I finally caved on. I don't even know what number day this was. I think day three or four. Um, I finally caved and I'm like talking to my boyfriend and I was like, I think I was in in tears or just about in tears. And he's like, you know what? Why don't you just come over here? Come to my place. 
we'll sort it out, but at least that'll give you some space because you're clearly not okay chilling in your house. <laughs> I was going to sleep with like pillows and mats like underneath my, my door so that in case it got out of the kitchen, it couldn't come into my bedroom because I was having these nightmares of like waking up and the mouse is like in my face on my pillow. I mean, it was, it was not a good situation for me mentally. So he offered that up and I said, okay, cool. But what I realized then is that I felt like I was like failing. Like I was like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm giving up. But at the end of the day, my mental health was really suffering <laughs> and I needed to get out of my little, my little bitty bubble. So in doing that, I think it was within, I don't know, half a day of being at his place that I was just sitting, minding my own business. And I realized that I was in the space of contentment. I felt this overwhelming peace and joy at not having to be worried or concerned about what was going on at my place. So that is where this conversation kind of came up or started in my brain where I'm like, oh, this would be great to talk about with the ladies. And I'm using this scenario. It's kind of a funny scenario, right? Like a little mouse and uh, and my mental health spiraling out of control. I don't know if anybody's seen Mousetrap, but um, it was very a la Mousetrap where they like destroy this old mansion just to get this one little mouse. But that was essentially the, the house was my mental health. It was just destroyed because of this little mouse. But it, for anyone listening or for you ladies, it could, it doesn't have to be something like a mouse. It could be something like you dealing with your spouse. It could be something like you dealing with your house. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I had to, had to go in there, but it really could be anything that you're dealing with that is causing you stress where you really think you're like, I can, I can truck on, I can do it. I can keep going when really is that what needs to be done? Is that really helping you in your pursuit of happiness? And I think that's where I realized I'm like, oh, Yes, you need to step out and step away from situations sometimes. You need to say yes to help. No, you're not a failure for dipping out of a situation and scenario that's hard. And just taking that time to retreat and recover is really important. And I know we were talking on self-care, but I think that this falls under the bubble of that too. Just really making sure that people are taking care of themselves and know when to say no. Know when to say yes and to pursue that peace and that contentment. So. That was a lot of a background there. I will stop there and give y'all ladies a chance to tap in. I love this conversation. I have, I wouldn't say a different take on it, but when Tatiana, what you were sharing with us about happiness versus being content, I realized that over the years, I've heard different people from like the self-help world talking about how happiness is a myth. It's not something any of us should actually be pursuing as, as life goals. Before the episode, we were talking about the concept of happiness actually being more short term of an experience versus contentment. What I heard in your share about the mouse in your house is that your contentment just dried up and disappeared and recognizing when there's a situation that is taking us out of that space. And it can be hard to see. I liken it to when I was dealing with anxiety. And for years, I didn't realize I had anxiety because it was just this normal. It was my experience. I didn't know any better until somebody gave me the perspective that, oh, this this doesn't actually have to be your experience. It's not normal. And so, you know, for your boyfriend to say, why don't you come here? Why don't you extricate yourself from what's happening? And you're just like in it. You're like, no, this is, I got to deal with this. I got to be here. I got to put up the barricades at night to go to sleep. 
you were just doing what you thought needed to be done. Like you didn't see any, any other way. And so, you know, looking at how do we protect our contentment or peace of mind as opposed to, you know, pursuing happiness, which is, we talked about this again, I'm going to steal everything that we talked about before. So I apologize that there may not be anything left for you guys to talk about, but <laughs> the, the highly that, doubtful. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know we were like tip of the iceberg saying we should have recorded this because it was so good when we were like dialing in on the topic. Happiness is really derived from external situations. And, you know, anytime that you set yourself up for, well, I'll be happy when, if I can get this job or I can take this trip or, you know, find that partner, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment because life is out of our control. So tying our... And the shoulds come back in. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I should be in a in a partnership right now. So the fact that I'm not means there's a problem. So I'm going to fix it and then I'll be happy. You know, it's all contingent. I have shifted that pursuit to one of contentment, which for me is peace of mind. And it's having peace of mind around my circumstances, around myself and, you know, what I'm up to. And so that's been its own journey to get to a place of really, you know, acceptance and continuing to eliminate over and over again the shoulds that crop up, like your life's not supposed to look like this, so you shouldn't be content. It's definitely an ongoing, ever unfolding path. But yeah, I just hear that your peace of mind, your contentment was taken away in that moment. And what there eventually was to do was to remove yourself from it. And you guys, you know, will probably have, you know, plenty of examples, but it's makes me think about, you know, the articles where they say, look at your relationships, extricate yourself from toxic relationships or friendships, and sometimes not recognizing things for what they are or thinking, well, I have to put up with this because they're family or they've been my best friend for 20 years. And we sort of get resigned with things that are familiar to us. And it can be hard to kind of question, is this really serving my contentment? I don't remember the last time I looked at my relationships from that lens. I don't believe I have any toxic relationships at this point, but I know in the past there were people that, you know, over time I was like, it's not really worth it to be around them. There's just the way I'm left feeling the kind of like wah, wah, you know, sensation. I'm like, it's just, it's not what I want for my life, but that doesn't result in happiness. For me, it results in more contentment on like a daily basis. So I'll put a pin in it there and let somebody else jump in and inspire more, more thoughts. You know, when we were chatting about this topic beforehand, I know we had a lot of gold in there and, you know, the gold is totally coming back. I didn't really have much to share at that point, but I knew once we started really diving into this topic, things would come out of nowhere because that's what happens when we get together. (laughs) So I'm over here and I'm like, okay, well, how can I be curious about contentment versus happiness in my own life? And what does it look like for me over here? And yeah, I I do agree that being content is more of a inward feeling. It's more of a presence. And for me, it's when I am being present and in the moment that came to me. So I took a walk over the weekend and we went to the boardwalk down here in Woodbridge. And it's like my favorite place to go. I was in some type of like moment just being out there and I was doing my walk. So we were walking, you know, with, with a purpose 
and just taking it all in. And I was like, I am so content right now. Like I just had this overall feeling of nowhere else I wanted to be not thinking about what else I had to do for the day, my chores. Oh, I got to get back and cook or I got to get this done really fast. I was in the moment and that's how I can relate to being content in, in the way I feel about it. And when you were sharing Tatiana, I was also thinking like being content is for you and it might not be this, it might not look the same way for someone else. So like we were talking about the finances uh, episode where, you know, some people, it might actually benefit them to take a step back from their finances and just give it a break for like a while and then come back to it with a fresh set of eyes. Just maybe like you did with the master, like, you know what? I am actually going to let someone help me and say yes to somebody and remove myself for my peace of mind and my content, just being content over here. And someone else might actually be like, how can, like, what are the actions I need to do now to feel content in their self? Like taking on their finances versus taking a step back might actually, you know, work for them. So that's what just came up for me. And I was like, wow, that's interesting that maybe I do need to take a step back and not always tackle things right off the bat to feel content because that's where I go. That's my first, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? I got to get it done. Okay, well, why not try something different? You know, that might contribute to the feeling of contentment, just like I was on the boardwalk and feeling like I had, like it was the only place that I wanted to be totally in the moment. So yeah, I'm just over here like wheels spinning. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Yay. I think that in sharing the conversation, right? Like it's a little more nebulous. It's a little bit more of a concept. So I think that there are more opportunities for us to just sit with it and be in it and think about it. Because I think there are like a bunch of different ways to look into how this shows up. And, you know, like you said, this is just one scenario, but it can be applied to a bunch of different you know, a bunch of different scenarios. And it's like one like tiny little piece. But in in doing that, the other piece was or the other piece that I realized was after leaving the situation where I was like, oh, this to me in my brain was like, this is a toxic mental health situation for me, right? Like I need to vacate in leaving and being content with where I was at and not being constantly in, you know, the quagmire that was like, do I need to put this food away? Can I even cook in my kitchen? Where am I going to throw out my trash? Cause my trash can's in the kitchen, you know, like all of that hullabaloo and finally removing myself from that. I got that. Like there wasn't really much I could do. You know, it's not like fishing, right? Where you put something on the line and you toss it into the water and you pull up a fish, right? Catching a mouse is a whole different ball game. If anyone has ever had to deal with it. And there is a lot of you just might need to just leave and wait. And I think there's, something to be said for that in the grand scheme of things too, right? Some situations you do need to not tackle. I think we mentioned this before where they're like the early bird gets the worm, or I I don't know if that was the phrase, but there's something where it's like the early bird gets the worm hustling, right? But then it's also like, well, if you leave bread alone, it rises. And that's what makes bread delicious. So different things and different scenarios need and call for different solutions. Uh, So this was definitely one of those, take a step back, leave it alone, And then, thank goodness, it did end up uh, resolving on its own um, while I wasn't there. And my dad was able to take care of the little mousie for me. So there was resolution there, thank goodness. But even in going back to my home, there's still that uneasiness. 
there's still a little, a little, like my peace has been disturbed in my own home, which is special, which is like a special type of your peace being disturbed. I haven't had a chance to patch up the wall yet. So I know that I think once that's done, there will be additional, there are additional steps to take. And I think that will add to like making sure that there's more peace in my own home and in my own space. But I think that that just mirrors the work and what it looks like to incorporate that in your mind palace or in your mental health or with your emotional health. There are, once you've taken a step back, that doesn't mean check out entirely. It doesn't mean just like leave forever and just don't look at it again. Like you said, Deanna, right? Leave it and then come back, come back to it, right? With a fresh set of eyes or once you find your peace, because there's very little that can be done once you're like in the hullabaloo in the swirl. But Yeah. And when you're you know, in the swirl, you might not have the answers, you know, and I, you, you won't have the answers. I'll just say that because you are not thinking clearly. Like you may be yelling at the other person that's trying to help you or something. But yeah, taking a step back. Letting that bread rise. Let mm. that bread rise. Bread sounds good. I know. Love me some bread. For people who can't eat bread. <laughs> some gluten-free folks over here talking about bread rising. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it it just... It was a very wonderful metaphor to pull from to look at how important peace is and how it is, how important it is to cultivate peace and pursue content, pursue peace of mind, pursue being content versus pursuing happiness. So I'm curious what you guys do to cultivate contentment. Cause I was thinking about that over here and not from a people should do this or, but just kind of thinking for myself. We talked about how happiness is external, you know, and contentment is internal. And I was going to talk about looking for a new home because I've kind of lost my sanctuary where I currently am because of a lot of noise issues. And so I'm like, huh, wait a second. That's external though. But the pursuit of a home that is away from construction, away from noisy neighbors, you know, that is just better set up for our needs now. I know myself and I've just become more clear about what I need. And one of the things I highly, highly value is having my home be a sanctuary. And that looks like, you know, it being quiet and healthy and full of my favorite things around me. And two of those three things are, are no longer present. And we've learned there's a mold concern. And so it's just time. And, you know, I'm really excited to be in a space that will help contribute to my overall peace of mind because I work from home. So there's no real escape from what's happening on the road 10 feet from, you know, our building or, you know, our upstairs neighbor. Like, and so I'm dreaming about just having this more like peaceful space and I'm not having it be attached to when I have that, then everything will change and I will feel better. Like I'm still doing the the work all the time to disconnect, like to not have the noises that I hear or the situation um, be wrong, be bad. Like it's a problem. I should have moved before we blah, 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 blah. Like that's where my joy and my peace get get eaten up. Yes, there is an experience that I need to resolve. And while I'm in it, I do a lot of work every day <laughs> to keep myself chill and, and even keeled. And so, you know, part of that is meditation. Part of that is a program that I'm going through, which 
will definitely be a future episode. All I'll say is um, it's about positive intelligence and it's very, very cool. It's about creating new neural pathways from where we default, which is all of that, right? It could be like victim. It could be avoiding, resisting, you know, things being wrong. It's just very interesting, but just helping, you know, catch that and create new pathways to a different perspective. So I don't want to say more than that and and give it away. I'm going to reserve it maybe for our our next episode. So that, that practice, I'm in a, in a program right now. And so we're, I'm tasked with actively stopping periodically throughout the day to like build that muscle. So it's been sort of perfect timing for me to be able to stop and reset those thoughts. So those are the main things that I do right now to preserve my peace of mind and my contentment. I also am in therapy, <laughs> like I have been for a couple of years. My insurance fully covers it somehow. So I talk to my therapist every week. That's another thing that provides me a place to like come back to. And, you know, Deanna, the being present is, is such a big piece of that. Sometimes I lose sight of, of that, especially I haven't been as routine in my meditation, the the TM, the transcendental meditation, as I had been. And so when I meditate, I'm I kind of connect more with the being present. I kind of forget about that, like the importance of that. So, you know, continuing to like build those muscles. That's what I rely on currently to bring me or to foster and nurture that that peace and that joy, no matter what's going on. And still wanting more, still seeing the opportunities to level up, but not having my my joy or my contentment be attached to things have to be different because then that is me saying something's wrong and it shouldn't be this way, right? So I think that that's, hopefully that makes sense because I feel like I'm circling the drain here, but for me, disconnecting that things are bad and I need to make changes because then I'll be quote unquote happy. That's not how I perceive the changes in my life. And I will be real. Yes, I do still have in the back of my mind, like when my bank account looks like this, when we're earning this much, you know, per year, then it'll be kind of like easy breezy street. I'm still human. I still have that perception. And I will say, I I do think some things will be a little easier, but I don't have any expectation that that will solve every problem. I really don't. And I still like to try. I also feel like whenever I have a a plan or something that, for example, the finances, something that I had just been putting off and putting off and putting off in that area of my life, just using finances because that's totally real for me, um, that I had been putting it off for so long. And I feel like that it, it really does rob you of being content and rob you of happiness when you have like the one area or multiple areas that you're just avoiding and you're just like, uh, when you start to tackle or take on that area of life and you start to get control over it and you start to set an action plan or set a plan in general and you start to take it on for me anyway, I gained happiness around it. And then that contributed to my entire life, just being more content being more like, it's not haunting me from like my dreams. (laughs) You know, it's not like I wake up and I'm like, oh, that one area of my life or multiple areas of my life. It's not like in the back of my mind because there's something, there's action and there's a plan and I'm, I'm, and then I'm working the plan. So for me, taking control of those different areas 
and it might even just look like I've acknowledged that there's something going on in that area and it's having an impact on me over here with my peace of mind and my happiness and being content. Just even acknowledging that is something that I love to do. I love to just get it out there. Now, I am also human and I also do put off things and it's okay. But, you know, for me, once I start to take a hold of that, it really does contribute to my overall peace of mind and happiness and being content. And the being content is really that feeling inside that's like the internal feeling. I just don't even know how to, it's like a warm feeling where you're just like, everything like I'm really content right now and Aaron also he always says that about karma our cat when she's like laying on the floor in a little spot that the sunbeam has come in and it's the only sunbeam in the entire room and she's laying in that sunbeam and she's just the cutest little fat cat and she just is so content and it's like the perfect word to describe her and that's exactly how I feel, you know, in my life. And, and I've been feeling that more often. And, and maybe it's our self-care. Maybe it's really taking on those areas of my life where I'm like, wow, like I really am feeling content right now. And maybe it's because I am spending more quality time with myself and being present and not thinking about all the things that I have to do to then be happy or feel content. I just am. Jennifer, it's so perfect what you said about the external stuff and the shoulds coming in and and then I'll be happy one day. Also human, still do that. I notice it not as much as I did before. So maybe it's working, y'all. Maybe, maybe what we're doing is actually working. <laughs> I mean, yay. <laughs> what okay. I'm imagining right now is Tatiana sending that growth gif. Yep. The right? growth. Oh, yeah. You know what, you know that's what that is? <laughs> I love that, Deanna. That was so brilliant because, yeah, there are things that if we brush under the rug, right, steal that peace of mind, like steal that joy. So actually dealing with them, those things that aren't workable. I didn't, I didn't see that, but of course, that is such a integral piece of this. I just wanted to add to that. I mean, well, maybe it's more of a piggyback off of. So what you said was like acknowledging that it, there is something going on in that area may just be enough. And I think that's what I was going to say. I'm like, what it looks like for me is awareness. Just being aware that we can just start it just being aware that that area exists. Oh, there is an area called whatever that looks like in my mental health, right? There is an area in my mental health that is unwell. And it's not like all of the other areas, but this one particular area or this one particular relationship, there's strife there. And just bringing awareness to it and giving it a name is extremely helpful, at least for me. I think for you too, Deanna, what you said. So I think that that's just a huge first step. And then I also meditate. I like to do the shower meditations. I'm really big on those. Super helpful these days. I actually, I, I also just got a therapist. Yay. She's super great vibes. And sharing some of the, actually, I actually shared that I do the shower meditations more regularly. And she was like, I'm going to write that down for myself. Shower meditate. And I was like, oh, okay. You can get it on that too, which is kind of funny. But I think for me, those are the things that I gravitate towards. I don't know if this is selfish or not, but I love spending time in my own thoughts and thinking through why things bother me. I used to hate doing it. 
I used to hate looking in those areas. I don't like feeling my feelings, etc. But now I find that when I have a an unpeaceful moment or a reaction that I didn't know where it came from, I'm more curious. And I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Oh, why did I say that? Why did that disturb my peace? Why would I allow that to disturb my peace? I think ultimately the goal for me, and this is a maybe not a lofty goal, but I would love to be in a perpetual state of peace of mind, a perpetual state of being content with where I am, not having those shoulds creep up, not having that my life could look a different way. And I see now, kind of like what you were saying, Deanna, more and more pockets of I am at peace and content where I am, almost like looking at a sunset and you're sitting there and you're just looking at that sunset and you're like, that is a beautiful, beautiful sight. And just being in it, it's like that presence and awareness. I'm finding those more and more in pockets these days. And how do I just perpetually live there? How do I perpetually live in that state of mind and that peace and that presence? And I don't know if it's possible. I think maybe Buddha did it. I don't know if anybody else (laughs) has uh, gotten there or could get there. If you have, let me know. I would love to pick your brain and live in that space with you or create my own space that looks like that. That's definitely something that I'm striving to and working towards, but having the awareness and then when I find those pockets of joy, if I, if I'm like walking outside, I'm like, Oh, the moon looks so pretty tonight. Or, Oh, that, that little tree or that little, that little flower looks so beautiful. Let me just like spend a little moment with that. And it seemed like something so little. It's those little bitty moments that bring joy that you can pull on when things get hard. And I think that was something that we mentioned earlier was that the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of being content or peace, those pursuits look like different pursuits. In my brain, pursuing happiness looks like, let me go to the amusement park. Let me go do something fun with my friends. Let's go hang out and watch a movie. Those are all really fun activities that I know will make me happy. For some folks, it'll be, let me pursue that, you know, that job that'll give me that more money. And then I can see that money in my bank account and that makes me happy. But I think that how it looks for being content is a little different of a process, and a little bit different of a journey, right? It looks like reaching out and finding a therapist, giving yourself that grace to be like, this is something that I need to do for myself or acknowledging that that relationship that you're really involved with, you're really close with that, whoever that person is, isn't working for you and that you do need to set up those boundaries. But ultimately it will lead you to being more peaceful being more content in yourself, but it's hard. So I think that that was something else that we brought up when we were talking about this earlier is the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of that joy and that content and that peace of mind look different. And that's okay. It's going to look different for anyone anyway, but seeking that internal peace is at least where I'm standing from more, a more rewarding experience than that external validation, that external happiness. Maybe it has something to do with accepting yourself you know, really looking at yourself and being like, I, I kind of am pretty awesome. Um, that's what, you know, I'm working with a therapist as well. And we're kind of at the point where it's like, okay, what qualities do I have? What are my core beliefs that I really have about myself? And then accepting those things and getting that I'm a really unique person. And I just was getting that in our last session on Friday. I'm like, wow, I'm really unique. And these qualities that I have, no one else is going to have the same exact qualities as me. And it was like, what would you look like if you were a painting? If Deanna was a painting, that moved me to tears. I was like, oh my gosh, this painting would be so colorful. One, it would just be like crazy colorful. And I just pictured a sunset. I really got how unique I am. And then like the self-acceptance was building, leading to being content, possibly. I don't know. Brilliant. Again, 
working on having self-love and self-acceptance. Now I'm hearing it like happiness is a bit of escape. It's on top of, like, let me go and have fun at this amusement park on top of things are going wrong or I'm not happy with myself, as opposed to the contentment being internal and really coming from this place of love and acceptance. And I am this unique walking miracle. It's so like beautiful. A, like a more genuine content is you're yeah. genuinely content underneath. Like you're right. happy in the moment and also content. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were happy in the moment, you can also be in distress. <laughs> right. Right. So it's that daily experience. And not to say that pursuing happiness is wrong. We don't want to use that terminology, though maybe there's been a bit of a of an insinuation <laughs> in our conversation. But I think it's just bringing to light the fact that people talk about, I just want to be happy or attaching happiness to these things down the road. And more and more people are talking about how that's actually dangerous. You know, happiness doesn't actually exist. It is so fleeting. A more appropriate term, a more appropriate place to head towards is one of contentment, one of peace. So it's just looking at what provides that to you and how do you, how do you weave that and, and what are the things that really take you out of it? And not that we can ever disappear any of it. We can never fully disappear and eliminate the shoulds from our life or having those insecurities. And there's, you know, the path that we've all been on and how we met one another was, you know, doing self-development. For us, that's been a really core piece of the contentment and the peace of mind that we all live with. And it's never ending. It's just never going to end. You know, Um, this is actually what being human looks like, fighting every day for our peace and our joy. And I find that sometimes I really do have to battle with the default thoughts that come up for me and the shoulds and the insecurities, all the things that are are still there. They're still a part of me. Maybe they get quieter over time, but they're never going to completely disappear. And just recognizing when it gets shot to hell and then pulling out my toolbox and being like, what am I going to do right now to get myself back? So like I have these like, you know, peaks and I'm just keep reducing the time that I'm sort of get taken out or like in a spiral. So anyway. That's that's what my pursuit looks like. One could even say it's similar to being spiritual or being religious. Hmm. You know, like I'm I'm religious and anyone can practice the religion mm-hmm. and I'm spiritual. Like I feel like the spiritual part comes from in like it's like a inner yeah, Maybe, I can actually I definitely, actually, I can definitely yeah. see that. Cause in my, like well, I'm spiritual, I would consider myself spiritual and we don't need to go down this rabbit hole. Well, that's a whole um, other, that's a whole other series, y'all. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned. Um, but, but I just was kind of like, I feel like being spiritual is more being content. It's like that for me. No, I can see it. I can see it because I think in my brain, the way that I see religion, it's been taught that religion is like a school of thought, but I actually think it's a, a series of practices. Like religion is something that you can practice. And when someone sees you performing, performing is maybe not the right word, but like you could say performing different acts of prayer or different things externally that are involved with religion. 
those are all external things that are visible that you can see. But I think I can use this example because this is one that resonates with me where it's like, in, at least in the Bible, like I said, we're not going to go all the way down the rabbit hole, but they're like, okay, what you, God knows your heart. And for me in that moment, that's not a religion. That's like spirituality or, you know, tapping into more of the internal peace portion. And you could say the same thing with like Buddha when you're meditating, like, are you reaching inner peace? Those are the types of things that I think for sure that are internal, that are more driven and categorized as spiritual in my brain and something that someone doesn't see, right? And you just, that's, I think, because if you don't know what's in people's hearts, you have no idea what's going on in their lives. You don't know what's going on in their minds. And that's why it's like, we're not really ones for judging or we shouldn't be should with an exclamation point, right? Or an asterisk at the end, but like with all the shoulds, I think it's why, you know, that grace that we extend to other people we can extend it to ourselves as we're on the pursuit and in the journey of finding what works for us in the pursuit. I think, I, I think that's also why it's like a pursuit, right? It's not a, it's not a hunt. <laughs> and being curious about it. Yeah, I love that. for sure. For sure. I mean, just exploring it, being curious and continually being in the pursuit, I think for sure. It's a journey. It looks different for everyone. And I'm not saying I'm not pursuing things that make me happy. Like, yes, I'm going to go eat some ice cream because ice cream makes me happy. And so do like comfy blankets. Comfy blankets make me happy. Sitting by the fire curled up like a cat makes me very happy. And then there are also pieces and pockets of those types of things that can also bring joy and that we can build around that contribute to contentment and that pursuit as well. So on that note, Thank you all for joining us for another episode. If you want to share your thoughts with us, we would love to hear your ideas, your thoughts, where you land on the spectrum of happiness, pursuing happiness, contentment. Where do you find yourselves? Can you relate to this in your life? And if not, why not? We want to hear that too. Drop us a line at who says the podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you all. And bye. 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 bye.